Good morning. Welcome to the manual. We are through another week and we are entering the official summer months, uh, which will be June, July, August. It is June 1st. Wow. June 1st. It's crazy. We're already six months in. Technically not six months in yet. I think June 30th will be six months officially that we're into the year, but we are here finally. And the weather this weekend was gorgeous where you were. Uh, if you weren't involved in any of the protests that we are seeing unfold around the country, um, my hearts go out to all the peaceful protesters who try to get the message across of what's really going on. And obviously, we have had some elements um, overshadowing that and causing a lot of chaos and kind of distorting our message and what we are trying to uh, get out to the masses that this thing is for real. So a few things I want to address this morning. Again, I thought I was going to be able to go into some more lighthearted material, but we are still in the midst of this um, chaotic uh, and un unrelenting protest. Uh, I get it. The people are mad and upset and there's anger. And obviously uh, there's ways to portray that in the media. We've seen uh, from different outlets. I kind of um, watched a couple of different um, media outlets, uh, even Fox. Actually, I actually watched Fox News. You believe that Fox News? And of course, they had their own perspective on how things are being done. Um, first thing I want to kind of look at is where is the leadership, meaning the administration that is in currently in office it has been apparently silent. Um, and when we did get any kind of word from the leadership, meaning the top person in power, there has been nothing to quell um, the people, at least a calm word or something to that effect. Um, maybe I missed it. If I did, please message me and let me know. But if not, um, I kind of expected that. I don't know what you guys expected, but I expected nothing. <laughs> they gave us nothing. Uh, it seems like to me, the country is being taken over. And when I say taken over, I'm not talking from an occupational um, standard. I'm talking about they have no control. It may seem that they have control, but they have no control of what's going on. Or maybe this by design. Maybe they want things to look like this and then they come in on the, um, you know, as the hero to save the day. It just doesn't make any sense of, of why we are silent. I mean, we're hearing chatter of silent of debates happening internally of whether the president should speak, should make a nation address. I've never heard of that. Um, been alive quite some time and lived through a couple of presidencies. And I don't remember or recall any time that there has to be a debate or a sit down to find out if the leader of the free people, <laughs> leader of the free world should make a statement or not to address the nation that is burning, literally burning on fire. It is insane that we have not heard from the top uh, officials on this. It's kind of makes no sense that we're leaving it up to the, the governors and the mayors and the police chiefs to take questions um, based on. And, you know, in some instances, they rightfully, rightfully should. Uh, they are elected officials as well. The people that we put into office, um, depending on where you are. So you expect answers from the people that you have voted in. But again, I it starts at the top. You know, it's 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 kind of systemic in that regard, but we have heard nothing. We have heard nothing. Um, one of the things I want to also delve into is that, um, and I mentioned this on the last episode is that I kind of figured, um, not f from any fact, but I kind of figured that a lot of the 
people that are coming in to cause disruption and chaos in these neighborhoods are not from these neighborhoods. They're not from these neighborhoods. And it's kind of unfortunate because you come down, drive down an hour, drive down 45 minutes, drive down, you know, whatever to get to the city that this is happening in, tear it up and go back to your city. That's really messed up. That's that, you know, you've taken away resources from people. You know, you've been you've incited uh, and fanned the flames of of anarchy. And a lot of people are taking taking suit to that. I posted a video that I was um, that was sent to me uh, by a friend of um, and I also had a, another friend mentioned to me. A good, good friend mentioned to me that, you know, in some of these instances, there are people that are paid to come into neighborhoods or sent into neighborhoods to do this, to cause chaos for whatever reason. It might be for um, just to kind of blackball. I don't know. To just kind of go in and cause chaos. And in, in the video that I posted on my Instagram page, it showed uh, two young women um, spraying Black Lives Matter and other rhetoric on buildings like I think it was a Starbucks and they were just someone said to them I did not ask you to do that we did not ask you to do that it was a um, Caucasian female spray painting this on the side of the building and a African-American female saying hey we didn't what are you doing and the person said to them hey we work we're with the cause but they just kind of looked like we're not going to get we're going to get blamed for that. You're not going to get blamed for that. We're going to get blamed for that. You're putting Black Lives Matter on a business's front, pretty much their facade. And it, it kind of lent to the, the thought that, yes, these people are coming in. You know, they may some may be for what's going on and some may be against some people are opportunists. Now, the other the other side of the argument is that there are people out doing looting. And that's the part that it loses me. I lost interest in. What was going on because that will overshadow what happened. One of the most one of the most um disheartening videos I saw over the weekend or footage was the um I won't I won't use the word attack because that seems a little strong, but I used the word um there was a confrontation at the CNN building uh, headquarters in Atlanta where they were um there were police officers hunkered down in the lobby and protesters uh, were pretty much throwing bricks and breaking windows and kind of assaulting this lobby. Assaulting, I don't know why CNN was targeted. Maybe they questioned the reporting. I don't know what the rationale was here, but they just kept throwing. And these officers showed immense restraint. I don't know if it's because the cameras were rolling, but for some of the some of the things that you were seeing, you're like, wait a minute, now. that 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 looks like, you know, that's assault on another person, whether they're an officer or not. That's 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 kind of uh, going too far. And, you know, they didn't rush the crowd. They didn't do that. But it kind of made me think about like, okay, so you're doing this because this is happening in Minnesota. You're doing this down here. And I get the whole broad net approach because it's not it's not only about George Floyd now. It is about the Breonna Taylors and the the Ahmaud Arbery's, the Tamir Rice's, the Eric Gardner's. And the list goes on and on and on. And I got a, I kind of got a history lesson in Minnesota, um, Minnesota's. Um, well, let me not blanket the entire state. M- Minneapolis, their police department had over the decades uh, 193 police incidents, meaning police shootings or or fatalities. 
insane. Wow. 193. Now, that seems a very small population of people versus what's, you know, per capita and what's in the state. But 193 people, that's 193 lives or families disrupted for whatever reason. Now, again, you know, most of these cases may have had some, you know, uh, common thread of a maybe um, nonviolent approach to the arrest or taken into custody. But, you know, I'm pretty sure some didn't. And I hope that I can get enough time to delve into a couple of these cases. But it's kind of going to going to break my heart to do so, um, because as I'm reading stuff and I'm like, wow, this is you know, this is so crazy because I don't live in a bubble, but I also don't live in a lot of of what's going on as well. So I'm kind of torn, not my feelings about it, but I'm torn about, you know, does this really affect me at my front door? Eventually it will. If it hasn't, and I, you guys know my personal history, I've kind of divulged some things. As, an, as a full-grown adult, I haven't had to of late deal with some of these issues, but as a young adult, I did. Um, so it is, it is very, very, very um, disheartening to kind of hear what's going on and see what's going on and what, what's happening right now in the media. Um, and again, I try to watch different outlets to not have a one-sided story on things to kind of get an idea of what, what things are being said. Now, this is like a social experiment of human behavior in the, in the regards of, I saw some video of a, um, some arrests being made in Minneapolis and, uh, the, um, protesters were actually peacefully there on the uh, freeway. I believe, um, the state patrol uh, apprehended these people because, you know, they're, they're rather than protesters because they were supposed to not be in an area. And I think they were on the freeway, which is a direct, uh, disruption of the flow of traffic. So they were taken into custody. And as they're waiting transport, it was roughly about two to three hours, understand, with this, this news report. And a dialogue began with the protesters and the police to where when they interviewed um, what was happening, you know, and they walked up to the protesters, they were talking to the police. They were having a dialogue. They were having a conversation. Um, some of them were laughing. They were hugging each other. It was insane. It was like the Stockholm Syndrome all over again. I always speak about Stockholm Syndrome. And it was incredible to see this because these things aren't being widely reported. You know, they're reporting the anarchy, the disruption, the chaos versus reporting that there is some kind of commonality. There's some kind of thing that are that's happening here. Not all police are bad. Not all people are bad. But when you put the bad police and the bad people together, you're going to get bad results. And that's going to be the news or newsworthy versus the other part of the conversation. And again, I'm watching, you know, this person, this news anchor, uh, actually reporter talk about what they saw all week from the different images and the different things erupting. This was like a culmination that they ended the week in this way. And they reported what they saw. So it wasn't, I don't know if that was a lot of filtered, if it was edited. I don't know if it was live. I'm not sure. But for what they showed, uh, there were some some good coming out of this. You know, the people that were being arrested understood why they were being arrested. The arresting officers were doing their job to protect um, what they perceive as a threat. But again, I think we're losing the whole 
point of the protest. We're losing a lot because they're showing images of people taking full advantage of breaking into stores. And I mentioned this and I will mention this to the, to the end of time. It's like we're still in the backdrop of a pandemic, of a, of a economic tsunami. And a lot of businesses are just recovering or trying to recover. And now they have they are their total loss where they were trying to get funding just to open their doors. They're trying to get funding to operate again. Now they got to get funding to rebuild. Made no sense. I, I don't understand what 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 the disconnect here is because you're only hurting yourself. You know, most of most of those people shopped at those stores in Philadelphia, shopped at those stores in Detroit, shopped at those stores in San Diego, shopped at those stores in Oakland. You you are you are patrons of these people that you destroyed their business. Now, maybe there were practices or things that were happening um, that people felt that there was a this, this was a time to get some revenge or get some get back. I don't know. That might be a bigger talk. That might be something that we've missed in the in the whole conversation. But, you know, we're just lending to uh, the problem. We're lending to, you know, now another person cannot open um, their business or restart this economy because we're all still suffering. We're also suffering daily for it. It's crazy. I don't understand. So, you know, someone needs to maybe give me a, uh, a sit down and talk to me about what's going on, you know. Definitely, definitely, definitely let me know what's going on. But I feel that this administration has lost control, you know, on a on a uh, I mean, they've been lost control since the pandemic. Um, I don't have any trust or faith in it. Um, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people under the sound of my voice do not as well. You know, we don't we don't sit silent, you know, when you're not working, when you're not able to provide. Um, and then you see these things happening where it's just like, like no one cares. You know, this is a like I said, this is a culmination of, of you know, you had people pinned up for 10 weeks, some some with no money coming in at all. So when this happens and the anger erupts, this is kind of the outcome. You know, people feel that they need to to kind of act out, push, you know. So I, I'm, I'm kind of perplexed here at at and what I'm seeing and what's going on. And again, I'm hoping not to hope to get past it because that sounds so wrong, but to kind of get to the next step. Uh, it seems like this is a result of these officers, the other officers that weren't even arrested or charged with even minor crimes of what happened. So this is going to continue to happen until that happens, you know, and, and it's like, who's to say that the the riots or the protests or the burnings of buildings and destruction of property wouldn't have happened even if the officers were all taken into custody it's hard to say that because i don't know what the the catalyst would have been but it's easy to say that because they're you know failure to act this is what's causing this frustration this is what causes this this manifestation of like you know what y'all are gonna hear me y'all gonna hear me now and i break something down you know it's it's really really out of control um but i can't um stress enough that if you are a peaceful protester if you are out there with an agenda to actually be heard and you have something to say i pray for you that you are that you are doing it we have different ways of us um us to protest we have different ways to do that and i'm hoping some social reform comes out of this um we always say that we hope things change but 
again, here we are again, sitting, talking, dialogue. I don't even know if this point dialogue is even important because we're still getting past the anger phase. Like in any argument, you blow up and you got to blow off some steam. You got to you got to argue. You got to get it off your chest. But then it comes to a point of the calm down when you sit down and you apologize for what you did or you address what you did or address what you said or you defend your position and says, you know what, I feel strongly about this. That's why I acted out. You know, calmer heads will prevail, but I don't know when that's going to be. And again, with the district attorney's office in Minnesota, I'm sorry, in uh, in Minneapolis, failure to kind of act on stuff is just causing more and more of this to happen. So we've all, you know, seen um, when you when you try to open something and you open it too quickly, it just falls apart. I get that they're trying to be diligent in what they're doing. But in doing so, there is a time of the essence. There is other things at stake here. You know, we're not going to tread on someone, someone's civil liberties. But again, when things are clear cut, black and white, no pun intended, you got to do something. You got to act because it's a it. There's going to be some malfeasance. There's going to be some overspill. Something else is going to happen. You know, we had people shot in Chicago. We had we had two officers, uh, one fatally um, shot in Oakland, I believe it was. You know, so this thing is this thing. You know, we have officers also injured. We've had a lot of protesters injured. We had a lot of protesters um, pretty much uh, detained. Um, And again, it's civil disobedience. You know, I don't think that's a major charge that won't get that won't get you uh, on a. um, It won't get on your arrest record for you to have, you know, a a blotch against you. But it is something that, you know, you will be detained. You know, you understand that you will be detained depending on what you were doing or what you were charged with. The the initial arrest probably is going to be for civil disobedience. But then if you're caught looting and stealing, then (laughs) good luck with that, because now you're going to, you know, the, the, the root charge would have been civil disobedience, not leaving after a curfew, uh, not moving out of public space but now it's going to be well you apprehended looting i saw some 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 people that were held yesterday for going into a um a store in philadelphia i mean like they they were running into the store like it was a shopping spree and then police was waiting for them on the outside how stupid so then you know you're you're wondering what's going on now you just picked up a charge nonetheless of that, there was video this morning of two college students uh, in their car. I don't know what the full detail of it was. I don't know if they they were in the flow of traffic or they were protesting in their car, but they were their windows were busted out. They were both tased, a young woman and a young man, tased and drugged from their vehicle, and arrested uh, as they had the suspect. <laughs> I love using that word, suspect on the ground. They tased him two more times when he was already down. And being handcuffed. So this is what this is what is being caught on camera still during this. How these police officers can still conduct themselves this way is beyond me. And they were terminated, rightfully so. You know, I I guess their union is going to fight for their job or fight for them to get back on the job or whatever it's going to be. That's for another day. But you cannot do that on camera during this where the root problem was excessive force you know what i'm saying six officers they did not need to be tased but i guess the the narrative was someone heard gun 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 or 
there was uh they felt that they had something in their pockets or whatever it was and again the the one that kills me they're tasing this guy he's like he's going through being shocked and they're telling him get his hands out of his pocket or let's see your hands and i'm like how can you do that if you're being shocked if you're being thrown to the ground how how do you see my hands it's it's kind of it's kind of stupid i don't even know who trains these people to do this type of stuff you know so maybe it's the moment maybe it's the adrenaline maybe it's the it's the heightened sense of awareness you know i feel like i'm fighting for my life here i don't know i don't know someone explain that to me you know we've all been in situations where we just felt out of control but you know i don't know what would what would make you do this on camera i mean i guess they they knew they were being recorded but it was actually the body camera footage that got these officers fired the body cam footage which we never get i don't even know how they got this footage but i think that the fact that a lot of media outlets were there at the time and with that happening unfolding it, it thrust the administration at that police department to say, well, let me see, let me see the body cam footage. Let me see what 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 we couldn't see on camera. What happened? So, yes. You know, bad judgment from these officers. I don't know if they warranted being fired, maybe administrative leave. But again, if you can get this type of behavior off the streets right now, then, yeah, we're better for that because then you avoid a situation like what happened to Mr. Floyd down the line a year from now two years from now whatever that is you know what i'm saying but um in uh the officer that that knelt on mr floyd and the other two that knelt on mr floyd and the one that stood guard they should all be together they all they should all be sitting together it's like oh what are we gonna do because it's it's kind of unfair. Yes, I said the word unfair that one officer, the one that was the main agitator and the main perpetrator or whatever, is the one facing the brunt of these charges. But the other three um, are not. And who's to say what their statements are going to be against their against their officer? Is the blue line going to be crossed? We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see who has a statement, who has. But obviously, from what we saw, no one let, you know. No one uh, bent his ear to say, hey, man, he had enough. Stop or let's get him up. No one did that, at least from what we saw, at least from what we heard, because there was audio and there was vantage points, different vantage points of what we saw. Maybe we didn't catch all of the audio, but it didn't matter. We caught a lot of the video and saw that there was no there was no resistance. There was no you know, they walked. I don't know what happened in between him being walked to the curb and then trying to be put in the vehicle what happened like what what sparked this you know we'll see during the trial and i'm pretty sure it's going to be a, a lengthy trial or you know something that's going to be super covered but look how the coverage from the pandemic just switched every day we were getting numbers um about how many people have been affected how many people have died uh, in the U.S. and globally and what's going on around the world. And now this focus is shift around the world. I saw a protest in London. I saw a protest in, in, in other countries where I'm like, wait a minute. Aren't we still fighting this pandemic? Aren't we still dealing with this disease? Like, what's going on? Like, how do you just switch from one thing to another? I guess the news cycle dictates that. I guess that's how that's done. But I'm still interested in what what what's being happening, you know, what's happening with this with this uh, pandemic, because I do have to try to figure out how I'm going to still make a living, how I'm going to get back to work, how I'm going to do things, because, you know, the backdrop is still the backdrop. We've been dealing with that since March. 
And yes, this this warrants attention, of course. But now you turn on your TV every hour on the hour. Every seat is reporting something, someone, a protest getting ready to happen. I have heard nothing about the pandemic in a week. We just shifted. We just shut the faucet off on it. We just shifted from that. How does that even happen? It makes me question like, so what's really going on? What what are we being told? What are we not being told? I, was, I saw the party in the Ozarks. I know everyone saw that video of like that pool party. And they said that there were a couple of hits from that party. And they're trying to... Um, Establish some quarantine protocols and but we've heard nothing about that we've heard nothing about okay this is you know this may, may have caused a spike um i'm interested on when new jersey is going to open up because i want to go see my family i want to go you know i want to go do things you know it's been you know it's been a while but everything sh- the new cycle shifts it, it, it shifts i don't i don't get it i don't get it you know but at the end of the day, we are dealing with a lot right now. Um, and again, I get the people that are um, frustrated, the people that heck, you know, cannot um, get back to work or open a business if they have a business. I mean, this this is epic, epic systemic failure on a lot of levels by a lot of by a lot of the people that we put into power. You know, at the end of the day, for me personally, I just want to make a little money. I want to enjoy my life. I want to be able to go places. I want to be able to do things. I want to be able to be free to, you know, have my 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 liberties. And it just it just doesn't um it just doesn't feel like that. I feel like in a in a in a matter of six months, when 2020 started, in a matter of six months, everything that a lot of us have worked for or looked forward to, it's just been it's just been brushed away. An entire year half of a half of a year almost there has been at least for me as far as the goals I've set there's been nothing really accomplished for me and I, I can't say well it's totally on you know my inept ability to do something I just it's just not I haven't even been motivated the last couple of weeks to do anything to be honest with you this podcast kind of saves me from myself because it, it lets me safely unpack some things that are going on in my head but at the end of the day, I'm like, man, when is life going to be normal again? It was a beautiful weekend. I would if I didn't know protests were going on around the country, if I didn't know that we were in a in a pandemic of a deadly disease that's killing people. I'm outside. I took a bike ride. I'm my hair is <laughs> I cut my hair off, but the wind is in my hair. You know, I got my my MP3 player on. Um I'm riding, you know, and I'm, I'm think I'm not thinking about anything. I'm not thinking. I'm just kind of getting some exercise, getting some fresh air, and then I come home, turn the TV on, and it's just like, yo, I forgot that the world is like really on pause right now. And it, it was so nice out. It was so. It was like a regular day for me. Crazy, crazy, and you know, um, before I close off, I wanna I wanna address something. Um, with uh, directly in Minneapolis, the police chief or the police administration or the city, even the mayor there, there has been no, for what, what's been widely reported, there's been no contact with uh, the police department and Floyd's family, Mr. Floyd's family. And that's kind of crazy because this is happening um, on a chaotic level that you thought that by now 
this has been since last Monday. This has been oh, a whole week, literally a whole week that no, no official statements have been made other than the mayor of Minneapolis kind of apologizing for what happened. But they got a hold of the police chief on the street. Like he came out to the neighborhood to talk to people, which was, oh, I was like, wow, I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Like one of your officers murdered somebody and he's out and about trying to get a, a temperature of what's going on in the street. And it, he wasn't attacked. He, I'm pretty sure he probably had a lot of, a lot of police with him. But he was caught by one of the reporters and he was asked to speak about what happened. And I, I literally like was shocked at what he said. You know, he actually defended um, the process, not not his officers. He said, hey, if you if you if you stood there silent, you were you were complicit. And he that's why he said he swiftly said, you know what? These guys can't be on the police force. You know, but he still has arresting powers, whether he can't prosecute, you know, he can't physically prosecute these guys, but he has arresting powers. The minute that they that they were terminated, they should have been all put into custody. And then from there, you know, the due process happens where you get bail, you don't get bail. And that's another thing. Bail was set at a half a million for Derek Chauvin. I didn't even think you could get bail with something like that, something like that, that you could get bail. But I guess. You know, I am not a lawyer. I don't pretend to be. Uh, if anyone is a lawyer, can let me know um, that in certain in certain instances, I knew I knew of people that didn't get bail for, you know, burglary charges. And I guess that must be a state thing. Well, however, their statutes and their and their codes of um, th- their penal codes are. I don't know. I don't I mean, I don't know. It's just shocking to me that, you know, that was the. um that bail was set. I don't know if he made bail or if he can make bail, but the fact that he was offered bail is beyond me. But going back to the police chief, he was speaking on camera to the Floyd family. Somehow this was hooked up that they could have a dialogue. And every time this man spoke, he took his hat off, which was respectful. I actually respected. That was like touching to see that, that, you know, he took his hat off to make a state every time he was asked a question. He took his hat off to kind of address them. That was, it might sound small to you, but that's a sign of, you know, he, I think he feel he, I think he has some contrite. I think he feels, he feels obligated to make a statement on behalf, but he put his words out into the public now. So whenever this trial happens, his own um, words will be used. If he's called to the stand and says, well, you said that your officers were complicit. You can't take that back. That's out there now. And if he truly feels like that, then I get it. But he should have, he had arresting powers. He should have had these people arrested right on site because this would have probably saved. Who knows? This, like I said, who knows to say if this would have mattered with these uh, protesters, but it could have probably saved some, certain things. And the last thing I want to address is um, this store where the vigil is set up at, uh, right outside the store, the store that. That was the epicenter of, of of this whole scene. The owner of the store wants to pay for Mr. Floyd's funeral. Really? Y- y'all was the one that called the police on him? You know? I'm pretty sure they didn't call the police knowing that this man would lose his life. I'm not insinuating that. What I'm saying is that the responsibility of 
this all stemming when he got arrested. No one from the store came out to says, hey, 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 it was a $20 bill that we thought was counterfeit or it's counterfeit or whatever. But it doesn't warrant this level of aggression or this level of, you know, scrutiny or whatever it is. No one from the store ran. The owner of the store didn't even run out to say, hey, man, you know, you guys should stop. You guys called the cops on him. And, you know, I get it. You know, crime is being committed or whatever. Um, you have a right to do so. But also, Mr. Floyd had a right to, you know, get to his day in court. He didn't make it to court. Like, he didn't, he, he got his judge during execution on the street. And y'all, and right in front of y'all, y'all business. And then y'all boarded y'all business up and ran away. Because y'all didn't want y'all business, you know, store shut down. Or, or looted or burned or whatever. Because it damn sure would have been burned. Had y'all had y'all kept operations going, so I, I've kind of found that kind of strange that that this guy would get on on the air and talk about how bad he feels. He might feel bad. I would feel bad if I did yeah, if I called and then this all happened. I didn't know that was gonna happen. He didn't know that was gonna happen. But the fact that this was a direct effect cause of how this goes, then that's that's crazy. That's crazy. But. I thank you guys for listening. Uh, it is Monday, June 1st. The manual um, hopefully will have some good material this week. But as this thing keeps unfolding, I'm going to keep kind of giving my thoughts on it. If you'd like to hear more, let me know. If you get tired of hearing this, let me know as well. Thank you and have a great day.